Hello, and welcome to the Author's Den podcast, where we help authors share their message to the world. Join us as we feature unique conversations and get ready to be inspired. Now, let's get started with the show. And now welcome the amazing Lizzie T. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another Authors Den. I am so pumped up. I am so happy. I am so excited to bring you another incredible guest, another incredible artist, uh, author, international author, uh, all the way from beautiful United States here in Canada, virtually, right? Uh, it is uh, an incredible day to Today, uh, we're just talking behind the scene with my guest. We are Al a Walker, um, and he, he, he did one up. Uh, he did two-hour walk, and I, I just did one. So, um, you know, just something, something with you going for a walk, something that makes you feel energetic and energized and uh, just, just happy. And we've been having such a horrible time here with our winters, uh, but just to be able to do that walk, even if you're triple layered uh, and having a little bit of sun, that just brings me up ready uh, here on the studio to do another interview, to do another show. I don't call them interviews anymore, to do another conversation, an intimate conversation with a friend uh, that uh, has loves to share. So let me give you guys, before I, I bring them on, uh, an incredible bio here. We're, we're going to be speaking to Frank uh, Gardner, and uh, he is incredible. His story is out of this world. I was reading his bio um, not just uh, um, going to be talking about one book. We're going to be talking about uh, one book in particular because we're promoting definitely one book that he just uh, launched. Uh, but he's written many, and uh, so this is this is very very exciting. Uh, a little bit of uh, Frank uh, had ten years life. He uh, um, came an abrupt ending. See, he is a story. He has a story. One November evening in 1948, he's a young fellow. My goodness. Uh, he was finishing eating dinner, and his father, Herbert uh, Valentine Gertner, a man who everybody loved dearly, including of course, Frank rose his an easy chair to speak to his mother, and uh, he was in the kitchen growing up, and he knew uh, I had been left to stringing beans and with um, hated because I always gather him. Apparently, his mother didn't know how to remove the strings. I remember helping my grandmother doing that. All the three of us were listening to one of our family's favorite radio show. I don't think some of you young people that are listening right now, listening to a radio show, it's a treat. Your imagination soars, and I wish... Some of you could go back to that. I mean, some of you listen to podcasts, but listen to a radio show or radio station is incredible. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, North, a fun detective series. His father rose from his chair, walked in front of the table and uh, where he was reading. He came face to face to uh, his mother and uh, about to speak with her and suddenly uh, was uh, made it a horrible noise and uh, he abruptly collapsed and fall and crash 
to flatten his, his back. The ambulance came. And, uh, you know, the story goes, he's, he lost his father at the age of 10, which is very young. I lost my father a couple of years ago, and I know exactly what it's like. Even at my age, I know losing a family member that is so close to us, it is um, that devastating. His life turned upside down, and he was still... Um, it was one of the worst things that happened to his life, uh, but in retrospect, he became some, in a strange way, the best day of his life. Sally's story is like uh, his story, and uh, his life turned uh, incredible. He's written many, many books. Today, we're talking to him, and he's going to talk about Sally's Magic River. Uh, that is the name of the book we're going to be talking about today. Um, but one thing I wanted to say to him is I, I know it's been a long time since he lost your dad, but I know that the, the hurt, uh, the feelings, they're always fresh. And, I mean, we, we can forgive and forget, but the pain and the memories are always going to be there. And those are the things that thrive us, that take us places, that makes us do uh, what we're doing today. So without further ado, I want you to welcome him uh, with a wonderful round of applause. And I want encouragement. I want love. Um, comments, everyone, on this website. Uh, please do so. Questions as, as well. Um, it, they're very, very important. So let's welcome uh, you there. <laughs> I am. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. I love your your uh, intro and your bio. Um, it, 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 when I'm reading it, when I'm was when I was looking at it, it feels like it was yesterday. And for you, I know, um, it, in some sense, it feels that way as well. But the writing part, because you're such an accomplished writer, was it always uh, uh, you have you have such a gift to to write your story, to write stories rather. Um, was it something that you took from your dad, your mom, or you always was you were good with the pen, with the penmanship and, and writing story? Who can we attribute uh, this gift of yours? Well, uh, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, I wouldn't say that I started out being a good writer at all. And um, the way it came to be that I think I am halfway decent at it at this point, is that um, I had to, um, well, what, what was going on was I was a music major, and uh, I had gone to a, um, uh, an applied arts school, and um, to get my degree, I had to take a science course. And the science course uh, was one that I apparently really did well in. So the science teacher said, hey, Frank, you ought to just go on to college. And so I said, well, I don't know. Why not? I don't have anything else to do. So I went to college, went to the University of Arizona. And the um, one of the things that uh, they suggested that I do there, uh, after having gotten a degree, was to go on and get a master's degree. And so I said, well, why not? I don't have anything else to do. So I went on and I got a master's degree. And in doing that, um, this old woman there uh, teaching a course in uh, mycology about fun, fungi. And she took me out on the desert in Tucson and 
we found these things called slime molds. And uh, I did my master's thesis on these wonderful uh, creatures that are moles, actually, but they act like animals. And um, that, uh, amazing things, actually. There's a lot of science that's going on with slime molds right now. Anyway, what, what is true is, is that this woman is the one that taught me how to write. Uh, in writing my master's thesis, she really uh, was the person who um, got me started writing. And I learned some techniques that I now use. And, and it's interesting that you bring this up right now because I think I've come on something really remarkable. And I hope, I hope it's okay if I talk about this now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. do this. Let's so do this. So what happened was that I want to talk about Sally and the Magic River, Sally's Magic River, that's for sure. It's a wonderful book, and the audible version of it is amazing. But what I'm doing now, I have this new project that's called Our Self-Assembly Universe. And it's, in putting this project together, I came upon a, um, a new concept. I, I think I've actually developed a new literary art form, and I call it the Ott Book, A-W-T Book. It stands for Audio, Wikipedia, and YouTube, basically. And so this book is a very complex book about how the universe assembles itself. And there's, it gets into quantum mechanics and cosmology and um, nuclear physics, and it's it's possible now to create a book that's very complicated and have people get the concepts within minutes or seconds. And the reason is, is that it turns out the, that the uh, YouTube and a lot of other um, websites have made it possible to get these difficult concepts into your head from visuals and things. Uh, very best audio-visual equipment and uh, best teachers and uh, best uh, script writers are putting things together in such a way mm -hmm. that you now can can get things in a, in a hurry. And so my book is just laced with these uh, YouTube titles along with uh, Wikipedia and along with um, uh, audible uh, sources that one can simply listen to. So what what is really cool about all of that is, is that I think I have come up with a way for an ordinary person, everybody maybe even, to write their own thought book, kind of writes itself. And the way it writes itself is, if you have a question, if you have something that you think you might be, might be interested in, that you'd like to learn about, so you have a question in your head, well, how does, how does, what's that about? All you have to do is something like this. So I'm, I'm interested in the way the body puts itself together. And so one of the things that I did early on was I said, hey, Siri, YouTube, your body's molecular machines, and up pops this video of this amazing thing. And if you were to do that right now, if you have an iPhone and you were to say to your phone, hey, Siri, YouTube, your body's molecular machines, this video will pop up that will blow your mind. Because what it shows are, the, is, are atoms that have put themselves together in various molecular forms 
that actually look in some cases like little people that are making things happen in your body. And that you'll see that because this is real stuff. It's all been done with the state-of-the-art x-ray diffraction, the state-of-the-art molecular genetics, the state-of-the-art genetics, the state-of-the-art chemistry. All this stuff has come together, uh, artificial intelligence. All this has come together right now at this particular time that you can now see live action uh, that, of things that are happening in your body at the molecular level. And, that is so um, cool. Is this the uh, book, Ourselves Assembling Universe? Yeah, this is in that book, and it, it'll be uh, produced. Uh, it's in production right now, and I, I think maybe it'll be out in the next, within the next month anyway. That is incredible. You, you are such a, a, a science, in a sense, a genius when it comes to things like that, and uh, I guess it's a lot of us are in for treats for what uh, you have prepared for us. Um, and a lot of people are going to be surprised uh, that you could definitely find ways of writing books just by, uh, you know, talking to the Internet. It sounds very futuristic, but unfortunately and fortunately, this is the way that we're going. Uh, the future is can't is advancing mm -hmm. as we speak, and uh, it's leaving a yep. lot of people behind. Uh, but that's that's really what is happening. Let's talk a little bit about uh, that. I know that you're very enthusiastic about this new book that is coming up, and I, I'm so happy that you share uh, because writing mm -hmm. is definitely your forte. But um, Sally, uh, Sally Magic Reaver, um, I mean, mm -hmm. I did mention a little bit what inspire you, uh, but maybe you mm -hmm. have a little bit of uh, more insight as to mm -hmm. why you wrote this book and, and what, what uh, you know, I hate to repeat myself, but what inspired you to, mm -hmm. to do this? Well, yeah, it's an interesting thing because, um, like I said, I had thought many times about writing a, a book of fiction I, and, and nothing was ever coming to me. I tried it. Nothing was happening. And uh, it just turns out that uh, in uh, this is 1997, I think it was, we, we took a trip down the Colorado River in some canoes with some other people. And um, we passed by the Chocolate Mountains uh, going down the Colorado into Yuma. And my wife was uh, so inspired by this trip that she decided she'd write a, a little story about Linda and the Chocolate Mountains. And so... Um, what happened was is that she had got to writing this book and it, this story, and it was really great. I thought she was doing a wonderful job with it, but then she got writer's block and got stuck on it, and then she asked for help. And So I said, well, I'll see what I can do. And I, I put together this little paragraph that was, uh, I thought, quite good, and I gave it to her, and she didn't like it. So she handed it back to me, and I said, well, heck, this is, this is pretty neat. And so I had time at work uh, during the day, uh, during the lunch hour, and I would just sit down at the keyboard on my computer and uh, see if I could add to that paragraph. And that's how Sally and the Magic River came about. It was it was magical. Um, there were some things that had happened uh, right about that time that were truly magical. Um, maybe even a few months before that, I'd had this dream. 
and um, and it was uh, one of these uh, vivid dreams, really vivid dreams. I had invited um, some people over for dinner, and uh, I invited them to after dinner. I invited them to come into my bedroom, and I uh, I said, look, I got something to show you. And so I, I lifted my arms and uh, I floated up to the ceiling. And I was floating around up there, and it was wonderful. And they were and they were all excited and wanted to know how I did it. And um, I was about to tell them, and then I woke up. I was so upset with myself. And and so what happened then was is that I got out of bed, and I stood beside the bed, and I. Um, I lifted my leg and I lifted my arms and I started floating up the ceiling. I said, oh, my God, this is real. Oh, my God, this is real. And I said, well, I better pinch myself. This might be a dream. So I pinched myself. No, no, it's real. It's real. It's real. And then I woke up. What it was was a dream within a dream. And that whole concept of the dream within a dream is a big part of selling the magic river. Um, once that was one aspect of it. The other part of it was is that I, it turns out I was writing about myself. I didn't realize this until much later. But what happened until to me when I was Until the book was 10, almost finished, is you realized that this is, this is your, pretty much your own story. I, I am very impressed, uh, Frank, that it was the dream that brought uh, you to have this accomplishment. Uh, and, and it's so mm -hmm. incredible. I so believe that you know, we are told things and dreams and sometimes somebody mm -hmm. gets used to come and talk to us and tell us some truth or, or, you know, you're going to be doing this or, and it is incredible how sometimes if we listen to that dream or if we, we listen to that voice mm -hmm. that get things get done. And uh, I, I am so uh, sad that some people would not listen and, and ignore it and Things that mm -hmm. that could be benefit to the world, mm -hmm. right? To our fellow human being that is perhaps on the other side of the world that is listening to this right now, could have mm -hmm. I don't know a solution for cancer. We don't know, but uh, I'm glad That's that right. you're listening. I'm glad that you're listening, and and paying attention to your dreams because I believe that definitely is speaking to us. What is what is the the uh, reaction, Frank, from uh, family and friends and people that know you. I mean, you are, uh, this is the second edition of uh, Sally's um, mm -hmm. uh, Magic River because I see on, on Amazon that you've had other other um, publishing. But, yeah, so uh, what, so is, what happened here was with this thing, I did have it republished. And, and uh, what was really the key to the republishing is I, I entered a, a preface in that, republishing in that republished book that I think is really important and it, and it uh, reads right into what you talked at the beginning which is um, you, you know taking your walk in the morning and and what I have learned I'm 83 years old I don't look like I'm 83 and I sure don't feel like it I feel more like a 40 year old and and uh, what I do is every day I go out and uh, walk run and while I'm walking and running, I'm listening. I'm listening to stories. I'm listening to uh, nonfiction. I'm, I'm educating myself. But the more important thing is, is that 
I have created a good health routine and it's all based on the very simple idea that I do not get to hear what happens next in the story that I'm listening to or the book that I'm listening to <clears throat> unless I'm, I'm moving. It's very simple. And, and so I don't get to hear what happens next unless I'm moving. And, and that's very motivating. If you've got a good book, you want to know what happens next. So that's what I do every day now. And um, it, it, it's, I wake up in the morning eager to get out and start moving so I can hear what happens next. Simple as that. So that's in that preface. The other part of it that is so important about that preface is that I also introduced the idea that Sally and the Magic River, now called Sally's Magic River, has been produced mm -hmm. in an audible form. So it gets back to this listening business. Mm -hmm. And what is so key about the listening business, when you're doing something, uh, instead of reading, you're listening, you don't want to listen to somebody that doesn't is not a good narrator. You have to do a little homework and, and you know, when you go to Amazon, they have uh, the samples there. You want to listen to their samples. You want to listen to the, to the narrator to find out if they are really great narrators or not. A great narrator, if it's a story, can do a lot of voice shifting and they can be every character in the, in the book. Well, I picked a really great narrator for Sally's Magic River. She's wonderful. Uh, Rebecca Nemethy can um, be all the characters in my book. And wow. she has such a wonderful narrating voice in the background. So she has this, this good storytelling voice. And then when the characters come in, she just makes this whole book come alive. I mean, I, that's, I, I have li myself listened to my own book many, many times because, <laughs> I don't know, I think it's really well written. Well, first of all, but it's a really cool story, second of all. But I just love listening to Rebecca. She's got, she just does a great job with it. Well, Rebecca, one, if you're listening, the, uh, if you're mm -hmm. listening, Rebecca, uh, kudos to you. We have uh, the big <laughs> thumbs up, not only from the author himself, but I can't wait uh, to go listen to the audiobook. Uh, it, it's, it was going back to what we were talking about earlier on your bio, you know, listening to your favorite radio shows. And I remember, mm -hmm. I'm going to date myself too, I remember being a little girl listening to, you know, soap. <laughs> My grandmother mm -hmm. loved to listen to soap. And it, it's nothing mm -hmm. more captivating, nothing more mm -hmm. uh, imaginating, triggering to listen to something in the radio to me it was maybe because I was a child and I was in, in the environment of family and friends you know that coziness uh, that they feel special but uh, I wouldn't mm -hmm. trade those days uh, for any tablet in the world because it really transpires really takes you to another place it's incredible uh, I just heard about this yesterday uh, that it's actually happening where they're re recreating, or maybe not recreating, but making new radio show type podcasts. Um, and um, I haven't heard one yet, but it sounds like they're pretty good. It'd be just and like you know listening to an old radio show. I, I yes, I, I still pick up some uh, some of the old stuff on on YouTube because it is 
brings brings you home, brings you back to that special moment mm-hmm. when you were yeah, a you child. Yeah, you can always do that too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so uh, Frank, uh, for people that are listening to us uh, right now, or even will be listening to us later on because this is re- recorded. Uh, where can people find, first of all, uh, your books? Uh, but we're going to be talking about Sally's uh, Magic River and obviously the one that your book is working on. And uh, is there a website mm-hmm. that people can find you at? And I'm so impressed. At 84, you're, you sound like a young man and uh, you very tech, tech savvy. He knows about all those things. So that's very impressive. And I guess walks have to do with this. And obviously keeping your mind very, very engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's, let us know where we can, we can find uh, you uh, more. Well, one of the things that I have done is there is a website called Sally's Magic River, which goes right along with that republication. So it's sallysmagicriver.com. And it's got a lot of the um, elements of the book of story in it that are real. For example, the story takes place starting in Hollywood and ends up with the mother and daughter driving through uh, the Moore Park area on their way to Santa Paula, California. And Santa Paula, California is a place where I, I lived. And the story talks about the orange groves and the, and the eucalyptus trees and the Branco and the Santa Clara River and the um, St. Francis Dam that broke there and all that sort of thing. That's all real. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that comes into the book that has a, a reality base to it. And then the, uh, the, the action that takes place on the, on the North Fork American River and Chamberlain Falls, that's all real. I mean, those, those, that river exists. In so, but there's also some fictional stuff, like the Sanderson is, is a, a, a fictional river that I thought up, and there's some other fictional aspects to this thing. But the book itself is a fantasy, but it's, it's based on reality, too. So it's something that actually I think could happen. One of the things that I am most curious about is the things that happen to people who are in comas. Um, not all of them have bad experiences in their coma that I'm getting. Some of them have uh, experiences much like Sally had in her, in her situation. And uh, I, I don't know how what's going on there, and um, I don't know if anybody else does, because sometimes these people that have these experiences are basically pronounced you know, brain dead, and, um, you know, something else is happening. I think there's another part of the nervous system that goes into action, and I don't know if that might just be in my imagination, but uh, it's worth maybe some exploration. Absolutely. I, I hear everything. I hear that it looks like they were transported to a different uh, a different uh, era, a different dimension, a different uh, place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hear that, the, and that it feels like it lasts forever. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I hear other people that it, it felt like five minutes and they didn't feel like they were gone for that long. Um, some mm-hmm. people that they felt nothing. So there is a lot of a lot of uh, uh, stories about people that have gone for a comma even for years. That just, well, that, that uh, Sally just, and the Magic River is exactly that. I mean, it's that it's that kind of an experience. So. And it's a I think it's a really heroic little story, and it's a short story. If you, if you're a, 
uh, listening to it, it takes four hours. It's not a, not a long story, but there's a lot in it in that four hours, and it's and it's a lot of fun. It's hard, it, it's I think for me a very uplifting story that uh, people, especially now, or just a lot of kids are going through a really hard time right now. Yes. I think that's uh, one of the things that can boost one's morale to know. Okay, well, yeah, Sally went through some really hard shit, and so did I. Uh, and, uh, it, and it doesn't mean your life is over. It could just be it's just beginning, and that really bad thing that's happening to you right now could actually turn out to be one of the best things that happens to you because it changes everything. And if it's, the right. changes end up, if you if you mold them into something that is a good thing, then, you know, your life can turn out to be miraculous like mine has. I, I, I cannot tell you how miraculous my life has turned out. I can, I can just imagine. Unbelievable. I can just imagine, and then probably not even scratching the surface. Frank, I'm reading some of your reviews on some of the website where you, uh, your book is, and I am so impressed. The amount of uh, incredible reviews and, and people leaving their comments, like this is incredible. Well, it, it, i got to say this. I have gotten so many good reviews, and I'm looking at them. I, I'm, I'm saying to myself, this, can this be real? Can this be actually <laughs> happening? Yourself, Do these eh? people really believe what they're saying? I mean, oh, my God. I mean, because what they're saying is basically what I thought. But I can't believe that, you know, I just think they're trying to be nice or something, but maybe they're not. <laughs> well, there is one here from Mr. Elliot, and he's saying, this is the most adventurous book I've ever read so far. The characters of the stories were so well, well, very well developed. I jumped off the scene from dream to dream. It's smooth and very easy to understand. Most importantly, the plot of the story was very interesting, and it was uh, full of, of wall when I finished reading the entire book, I must just say it was an enjoyable read. So, and, and the comments goes on and on and on and on, uh, Frank. So congratulations. My goodness. Uh, this is one of the biggest, uh, you know, I've interviewed people from all over the world. And th I've been doing this for over five years. And uh, this is one of the times that I can say, wow, <laughs> uh, you deserve a uh, incredible, and this is just again. It goes all the way back to um, 2020, uh, I guess, when you started uh, this this incredible. Um, another one from Ben is saying the plot is not something that you can see every day. It is about a girl who got an accident, eventually got into a coma, and she dream of leaving the world where she can fly. Um, I remember my husband having dreams like that. So, yes, congratulations. And, you know, I was going to ask you, what is the reaction of people and supporters? I mean, the answer is right here. Um, other than Amazon, uh, where else can people get your book? Well, I think it's in the bookstores, uh, as far as I can tell. I mean, Amazon, uh, um, the, the Noble, um, other bookstores, if you go into, I think, probably any bookstore, you can order them there. Um, Amazon, of course, is uh, my my resource for everything in terms of books. Um, I, a lot of people think that, well, Amazon's kind of taken over everything, but uh, yeah. I'm not going to fight it. I it's hear you. too convenient. <laughs> I hear you. 
uh, Frank, you were talking about, uh, you know, especially nowadays, kids are going through very, very uh, rough time emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, psychologically. Uh, I mean, I know so many youth right now with uh, uh, mental issues because of, you know, let's put it on the ta- let's put the elephant on the table. You know, lockdowns all over the world. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. The pandemic, uh, it's definitely ruined businesses, but really, if you look mm-hmm. at it into a, a more um, a wide angle or even uh, zoom in, kids, in my, because I have teenagers, are the ones that are mm-hmm. being affected the most. And uh, so you were talking about that, and, and I guess you've mm-hmm. gotten responses and, and com- comments from teenagers uh, that have read this, and um, mm-hmm. how question one uh, why do you think this is happening and question two how can your book help well you know one of the things that I think really can help is this uh, art book concept that I've come up with and the reason reason that I think it can help is is that if everybody will have some kind of an idea I know when I was much younger I had some idea about what it might be like to be a certain type of person or being doing some kind of thing. And I think the uh, development of an art book for your own self, you do the writing for you, um, it, it just flows out of the fact that you ask a question. You ask a question, you do the, hey, Siri, and, and up comes these videos. And what you do then is you start filing them in your phone. So I, what I do is, is um, I'll just go to the YouTube, and then there's a, a little hourglass uh, link there that you can uh, go to, to uh, uh, not an hourglass link, but a download. And, and you can do the download, or you can do the share. And one of the things that I do is I do the, uh, do the share and share it to myself. So it goes directly to my own email. So now I have that particular video in my email that I can have as a file. And once those things are filed in my in my uh, email, I can reconstruct all of those so that they, they flow in a sense that makes the uh, story come out of it. And so I have a, now I have a whole set of, of uh, videos that make sense with what I'm interested in. I think somebody could actually develop their career out of that. And once they're doing the work to put all that mm-hmm. together, they're, they're learning as they're going. Um, and, and then once you've gotten something done, you, you have all that reference material that you can keep going back to. And because it's in video form and being brought to you in a very generally, if, you, if you're good at picking these things out, they're being done, done with the best teachers in the world, um, doing, working with the most visual um, art productions that they can come up with. And, and you'll get very complex stuff in a hurry. So maybe you want to be a brain surgeon, you know. I don't think that's impossible. No. Absolutely not. I think you very can teach interesting. yourself. Yeah. This I think, is very I think interesting. It's I think it could be very hopeful. For, a, for a, uh, any kid who has an idea about something to start working with their uh, phone, start developing an art book. And, it, and that will be all explained in detail when this book comes out as to how yes. one can, can uh, arrange things to make a book. 
very enlightening, very futuristic, but I think that uh, this is the time that we are living nowadays and we need uh, to help our mm -hmm. youth uh, with uh, them utilizing right the phone uh, to their advantage, to the the advantage that it should be taken not just entertainment but uh, education and uh, and health health uh, self mm -hmm. health love it love by, it by the um, way do you have when you go out on your walk do you listen oh for sure for sure absolutely and, and do you have earbuds uh, sometimes I do sometimes I do a speaker it depends how well, I feel I, I just got these uh, earbuds and and so what I <laughs> <laughs> I just love doing this. So I'll be uh, I'll be coming on. Maybe I want to stop at Starbucks or something, and uh, and and so I don't want to turn it off. And I'll just say, "Hey Siri, turn it off." Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> turns off my and then when I come out of the restaurant, I'll say, "Hey Siri, turn it on." <laughs> you love technology, right? You love technology. Frank, I, I always ask my guests this question, and unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, you're not going to be the exception. I mean, for you that started writing, becoming a, an incredible writer, as such a uh, awesome writer later on in life, um, what advice would you give to somebody who is listening to us on the other side of the world and uh, will be listening later on, that uh, they have this dream, they have this desire, they probably, like I said, earlier uh, they have a, a, a solution for a problem in the other part of the world i just happened to see an incredible movie last night and uh, of a child that you know had a solution for dryness in africa but um not going to go into that uh, what would you, mm -hmm. you say to someone who is uh, listening and has that that desire in their heart but they're not sure if they're you know that they always be question that we asked ourselves, I'm not good enough to do this, what would you say? What is the words of wisdom that you can share with us today? Oh, the words of wisdom, first of all, is that yeah, you're lying to yourself. When you, when you say that, you can't do this, or you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, all that stuff, those are lies you tell yourself because you are. I mean, even the fact that you, that you come up with the idea that you're not good enough uh, is telling me that you're, you really are good enough. So just keep with it and you know you might think well i'm not an einstein but you know you, you might actually be an einstein one of the things that comes out in the uh, our self-assembling universe i go go into that in some some detail and that is is that you know we have this idea of einstein throwing up all of these fantastic um mathematical equations up on a blackboard and uh, that's not an Einstein. Einstein is a, uh, if you want to be an Einstein, you have to do thought experiments. And all that requires is thought. So, you know, one of the great discoveries of Einstein is this whole thing about uh, gr gravity and, and, uh, and the bending of light and that kind of thing. And so one of his wonderful thought experiments was to say, okay, well, think of yourself in an elevator that's falling. Well, if you're falling, you're weightless, right? That's one thing you, you see. And then the other thing is, is that you notice if, if you're falling and there's a little hole in your elevator and you've got really good way of measuring things, you'll actually see that the light appears to have bent, been bent because as the, as the elevator falls, 
the light that enters in one side of the elevator comes out as a spot on the other side of the elevator, and it's not straight across. It's actually up a little bit because of the falling elevator. So that's that's he that's one of the thought experiments that Einstein used to uh, talk about his uh, ideas concerning gravitation and the effect that gravity has on light. Real simple stuff that you can think yes. about that gets into really complex stuff. That's, that's it's fun true. To it's true. That's true. And one of the things that I love about what you said, uh, um, Frank, is uh, if you have the thought that you're not good enough, that's a lie in itself because the fact that you're thinking that, that means that you are good and love it. Uh, I've heard everything uh, here on the show, but this is this is a this is a, a first. And uh, the other ones, uh, if you think you're not Einstein, you might be. Uh, and you did a, a very wide explanation as to why that can be. And I hope you can listen to this again because uh, that there is definitely words of wisdom right here, right now. Well, Frank, I got, I, one of the things that's really cool that happened. I got to tell you this in, the, in this op book that I just finished. I decided what I would do as a demonstration thought experiment. And I was doing it just as a demonstration um, of what one could do with uh, a thought experiment. And uh, I think I actually came up with something. <laughs> there I am thinking I'm no Einstein, but I think I've actually come up with something. And if you're interested, you can find out about it if you get the book. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. You gotta get the book, everyone. You gotta get the book. Frank, I, I can't believe it's been for over 45 minutes. We've been chatting and love it. I mean, we can go on for all night here. Um, it is uh, almost five o'clock here in Toronto, Canada, but uh, uh, we are having such an awesome time and he is such a uh, uh, literally a book of wisdom here and knowledge and to, for you to be able to share right from when you were 10 year old uh, to today this has been such a, an incredible uh, for your uh, wisdom yourself you know being uh, a young 80 year old plus <laughs> this is it's been an honor incredible honor for me so this is uh, I hope that you can go and get yourself well, likewise Lizzie T thank you <laughs> Go everyone yourself and get your books. This is a must. I mean, you'll be part of those uh, reviews that has been uh, on the website right now. Uh, Silage Mag Magic River and the new one that is coming up, which is it's blowing me away. So much information, uh, but uh, but I want you to go on Amazon and uh, on his website and many other places so you can find it. This has been an incredible treat. I want. I want to thank you so much for everything that you've said today and uh, for all your words of wisdom. And keep going because the world is not going to be the same without without your, your writing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I'll be right back. And that was Frank Gartner, uh, an incredible author, an international author here at the uh, Authors Den. That is amazing. I am so honored again to be able to converse to someone 
so much knowledge and so much wisdom and so much information to share to the world. And this is what it's all about here on Author's Den. Thank you, everyone. We'll be right back with another show, another guest, and another fantastic, fantastic day. Um, thank you, and bye for now. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of the Author's Den podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of our future episodes. That's all for now. We'll see you next time.